Richard Casper, a Marine injured in post-9-11 combat, battles post-traumatic stress and a traumatic brain injury. When he returned home from Iraq, his healing really began when he tapped into his creative side. Art and music ended up changing my life. I went to this course where a teacher really dived into the idea of conceptual art, telling me how to tell my story without telling my story. Today, Richard is the co-founder of Creative Vets, where he's helping other veterans use art and music as therapy. He shares his wellness journey with us. And of course, we wouldn't let him leave without playing some music. I'm Andrew Kaufman, and this is The Strategist, presented by the George W. Bush Institute. What happens when you cross the 43rd president, late-night sketch comedy, and compelling conversation? The Strategist, a podcast born from the word strategery, which was coined by SNL and embraced by the George W. Bush administration. We highlight the American spirit of leadership and compassion through thought-provoking conversations. And we're reminded that the most effective leaders are the ones who laugh. Well, along with being our first time to record on location here on The Strategist, we have another first, our first musical guest. Richard Casper is a Marine who saw combat in Fallujah, Iraq, was hit by four IEDs, and when he came home, he founded Creative Vets, which works to help veterans cope with post-traumatic stress through art. And he is an artist himself. He's going to start by playing us a little song. Richard, yeah, I go will. for it. And, uh Little note too, just uh, co-founded. I like to say co-founded. that because lady named Linda Tarson helped me start this whole dream of mine, and Perfect. she believed in me. So, yeah, I'll start with uh, a song, and I'll tell you a little story behind it too, because that's what song we're doing this VH1 do. story te- yeah. storytellers. And time. so, um, I'll get into it later. I wasn't a real songwriter before, but I became a songwriter, and uh, what we really focus on is storytelling. And uh, I took my experiences with some of these older guys I was hanging out with at the YMCA when I would get done working out, and they'd tell me life stories. They'd talk about their lives in general. And one day a lady walked by and she said, um, she's like, what are you guys talking about? And he's like, oh, we're just talking about the weather. And then it just hit me. And I was like, you know what? They're talking about the weather, but they're talking about whether they lived a good life or not. So I ended up uh, going home and writing this song. Charlie, John, and Jim were talking up a storm Where they meet on Fridays outside their favorite store They weren't talking about the clouds, they weren't talking about the rain Only one thing left to talk about when you get to be their age Whether they lived a good life, whether they raised them up right Their time is faded, whether they acted too tough, whether they ever loved enough, and whether it's too late to forgive them so they can go to heaven. They do what old men do when they get together, they talk about the weather. Day, so when John didn't show, they all sent up a prayer, cause at that age you never know, he's been repeating his words, forgetting his days, it brings them back to their past and the choices that they make, whether they live a good life, 
sat down and Charlie stood to say You know he lived a good life And he raised him up right With him no time was wasted Up until his time had faded And he never acted tough Cause he always loved so much And I know Jesus forgave him Because he died to save him what old men do when we'd get together We just talked about the weather Talked about the weather Wow, Richard, that was awesome. Well, we got the, now we've played a little music. Let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. I'm joined yeah. by our co-host today is Brittany Bain, the Director of Communications for the Bush Institute Hi. and lead on the Military Service Initiative Communications. And so she's worked with Richard, who is a vet, uh, veteran leadership scholar, scholar, veteran leadership program scholar. That's right. Apologies. So Richard, can you tell us first a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, so when I got out of the Marine Corps after my injuries, uh, my transition was rough. It wasn't until about eight months in actually, because they even say most uh, PTSD or uh, PTS and TBI symptoms don't come in until a bit little, little bit later. And so when I came home, I didn't actually know I had a problem. And it wasn't until I enrolled into, uh, into college that I found out that I did have the brain injury. And then I couldn't go to class. I had anticipation anxieties. I would throw up before class. All these problems that just hit me that I never had before. And I didn't understand why. And so I was suffering. And it was in a time where if, if killing yourself was zero, and uh, 100 was you before war, I was at a nine. Because I just kind of lost all my, if, if it wasn't for my faith in God, I legitimately lost everything else and was like, how am I gonna succeed? I went to war, I was a combat veteran, I used to be prom king, class clown, do anything in front of anybody, and now I'm resorted to this, throwing up before a class in a community college where I can't even speak to these 18 and 19 kids. And so I had an extreme problem, but I've always been optimistic about my life and I've always been optimistic. Everything, even when joining the military, when 9-11 happened and we didn't know who did it at first, I instantly thought it was Saddam Hussein because he was already doing so much evil stuff. And I would write papers about that and be like, why can't I be the one that catch Saddam's? So the same thing happened when I came back and I transitioned. I said, well, why can't I be successful? Even with all these barriers, why can't I and how can I? And so I ended up enrolling into this, at this community college, into some basic art courses because I was, I was good at drawing when I was in high school and I honestly at first thought it was gonna be a cop-out. Get an easy degree and then transition into something different. Um, but art, art and music ended up changing my life. I went to this course where a teacher really dived into the idea of conceptual art, telling me how to tell my story without telling my story. So I started taking creative writing classes. I started writing music. I was, ended up, I was enrolled into the best art school in the country, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Going there, where people like Walt Disney and George O'Keefe went. Um, and that completely changed my life. I went from that nine to an 85 when I graduated. Oh, wow. Wow, that's incredible. And so Creative Vets then is your project that you've been working on. Tell us about Creative Vets and how that connects to your, to that, to that story that you just told us. And that's, that's, that is the reason behind that. Um, because I looked back at my life when I graduated and said, wait, I'm at an 85. I did, not go, I did not go to the VA hospital. I did right when I got back uh, to get diagnosed, but I didn't find like they were helping me as much. And so I looked back and said, well, what, what brought me from that nine to this 85 to where I could actually go speak now and go talk to people and go to job interviews and do all these things I couldn't do before? I was like, it was the opportunity to tell my story without telling my story. Then I looked back at it and saying, 
oh, I'm a six foot five combat Marine and I just chose this art school where there's no other veterans here. Are other veterans actually gonna take this route? Are they gonna try this out? No, they're not. So I came up with an idea to design programs that would allow those veterans, whether it be masculine, not wanting to be vulnerable, those veterans that truly need the help, give them opportunities to be able to come through a program that they don't feel like is trying to uh, take away their vulnerability, but it actually does in the end point. So our two major programs right now is our songwriting program, where we fly combat veterans from all over the country to Nashville to tell their story for the first time with pro songwriters. Um, and then our art program where we enroll them into the School of the Art Institute Chicago and the University of Southern California. We pay for their tuition, their housing, their food. Veterans from anywhere in the country, we don't care. We've had two um, Native American Marines from the Foothill Tribes of Montana fly out. Oh, cool. It cost 2000 just for the plane ticket because how remote they were at. Right. But I never want a veteran say I can't get help because of my location. So I try to check off all those marks and say, okay, if I went to Linda, I said, I want to design a program, but if we do this, we have to make sure we provide for everything the veteran needs. When it was me, I needed a battle buddy. I would, I would just some days be so just distraught, I would start crying. I would drive to a cornfield and just cry and then call my battle buddy and be like, Jeremy, I don't know what's going on with me right now. He would talk me off the ledge. So that was the one thing, battle buddy, because I would never go to a program without someone that I trusted. And then the second thing was money. I didn't have a lot of money and I wasn't going to go to a place in my community college area. So I needed my happiness to be out, or I needed my anxieties to be outweighed by my happiness. So a program at a community college or something else probably wouldn't get me out the doors to seek help. So that's why we designed programs where we partner with some of the best schools in the country and the best songwriters in the country to make sure that veterans don't want to turn an opportunity down to heal. And let's talk about that. Your songwriting program has been so successful that you're partnering now with the Grand Ole Opry, right? Yeah, so, and that's another thing to just, it, we're making history, even being a very, very small nonprofit, we're still making history, making waves because everyone wants to help and you never know until you go ask. And so when I had this meeting, one of our board members, uh, he now works for the Grand Ole Opry, he, he messaged me one day, he said, hey, I want to introduce you to this other guy. Um, I know you want to do stuff with the Opry. This is your opportunity to tell him what you want out of this. So I went in there not expecting a lot, but asking for a little bit of a piece of that history and just said, my dream, because a big role is that there's, or the big thing is there's 20 suicides a day and 14 don't seek help. How do you get those veterans out of the house? And how do you really outweigh their anxieties and oppression with happiness? Well, what if they had the opportunity to fly to Nashville, not only write with number one songwriters or pro songwriters, but do it backstage at the Grand Old Opry? So now the Grand Old Opry, anytime I email them, say, I have a veteran coming on these dates, they say, we'll book you a room. So we're oh, writing backstage at the Opry, making history, and it's absolutely amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> and then, but to that too as well, uh, just recently we're the first nonprofit to partner with the Country Music Hall of Fame's Words and Music wow. program. So now veterans from anywhere in the country could actually Skype in, so now it doesn't even matter where they're at, to help us with our waiting list of veterans so they could Skype in and learn songwriting from the pros at the Country Music Hall of Fame. That's incredible. And so you're a, a, a part of your story too now is that you're a uh, a stand to veteran leadership scholar. What has that? Which is part of the Bush Institute. Which is part of the Bush <laughs> Institute. This is she, this is why she's the director. Of communications. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's she's good. So Richard, you've been around President Bush through the vet leadership program here at the Bush Institute, but that's not the first time you met President Bush, right? Um, when I first joined the Marine Corps, again, I was super in the positive mode, like, I'm going to catch Saddam. I'm going to be the one that catches him. So I go infantry, Marine Corps, I'm going to be the first one overseas. And then I get selected out of boot camp as a special tester. And I had no idea what that meant. But after about uh, two months of going through all these different uh, 
classes and or different tests and everything, we came down to like 20 of us and they said, hey, you guys have been selected to either guard the President of the United States at Camp David or White House Communications. And so it was under George W. Bush. So uh, a few years later after that, I was at Camp David and I served there for 14 months. So I got a, I have like three photos of me and Bush during Christmas time because he'd bring up his whole family and he'd take the time to take a photo with every single person on that base. So it's been, it was a great experience. So to be come full circle and be wrapped around and come back here from that time before I was injured in war to now post-injury where I'm doing art and music and helping veterans and can, you know, talk about you guys helping me and how this whole thing is amazing. So how does that how has that experience shaped your shaped this program? I mean, I'm going to talk about it later too, but it did so much for me. It's hard for me to even explain what I've learned there, just seeing the results of what happened since I graduated in November. But from the time I was enrolled, these new partnerships became because of that. So the Country Music Hall of Fame didn't exist. The, um, we're working now with another organization called Freedom Learning Group, and we're trying to actually create a curriculum that will go across the whole country that any university could put into their program to offer an art program just for veterans who are transitioning. I mean, I learned so much about strategic partnership, about how boards are ran, how organizations are ran, what I should be doing, what I should be focusing on. So like the follow-up, follow-up with veterans is so important. And at first, when I was designing these programs, I just said, let's just get the veterans in the door to get help, and that's going to be all we need to do because it's going to change their life. But then coming here and learning st statistics behind it and seeing all that comes when you help them every year after that and make sure that they're good for the rest of their life and keep up with them, I instantly was like, we need new programs to be able to offer this. So I cut funding from just the, the basic, uh, here's what we're doing, the songwriting and the art programs, and said, well, I want to tailor back a few of these songwriting sessions and a few of these slots in the art program to help the veterans who've already been through our program to make sure that they can continue to succeed. And I'm so glad I did that because we just also partnered with Zach Brown's Camp Southern Ground to offer an alumni retreat with our veterans to their warrior program. And then uh, we did the songwriting portion. And when I called some of these veterans who haven't been through our program in two years, they were like, we are so thankful that you called because I'm going through a rut again. I, your program was amazing, it helped me, but uh, I haven't really been doing art as much, so this call is such a refreshing step because now I can get back into it. And I'm like, it just hit me like, I don't know, I was just like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this earlier? It's so important and I should have known this, but it's just these little things that kind of slip slip through our brain when we're doing this. And your class in the vet leadership program was really close, right? Like you've maintained some of that network and some of those connections. Oh my gosh. It's, that's another thing. The peers, the people that are in there from, um, uh, we had a guy from Prudential who ended up sponsoring us for an event, like granting us money just to do events with their veterans, which still goes around our programs. We've had partnership with Wounded Warrior just recently where they're going to grant us. I've been, uh, I spoke, I do speaking uh, engagements too, and I got invited to speak at the Colorado um, Military and Arts Initiative, and that was through Dwayne, who was in our class too. And so now that all these other nonprofits know about us and all these other organizations, they've been reaching out, they've been guiding me, they've been helping me. Whenever I have a question like, hey, my board said this, um, and I'm not sure if I, if I agree with it, Where, what's my role, what's their how do we do this? And they answer the phone and they tell me what, what they've learned over the years and how they've built their nonprofits. And I mean, it's probably the best resource I could ever ask for. Well, one of the things that you said a moment ago too, that's so, that's so great about your program and about a lot of the great work being done for veterans is that the transition is a process. There's not a moment where like, well, I've transitioned, I'm yeah. done. And that was, that, was that a surprising element to you through both your transition and through what you've seen other vets go through in your program? There's been some times where 
It's I, I got a call actually from someone who you guys are close to, Chris Chris Gainer. Gainer. How do you say his last name? Gainer. I always get it. I, I read it and then I say it wrong. You're right. Um, Chris Gainer. After he went through one of our programs where he wrote his song in Nashville, he called me like a month later because I told him, I was like, it's going to be weird, but you're going to talk about the worst time in your life, but you're going to be so excited when you leave this room that it's going to change your mindset and how you feel about that situation. And you're going to remap those, that brain and uh, re- like those memories are now going to be good memories. And he was like, he, he thought it was kind of weird, but he called me like a month later and said, Richard, I feel so weird right now. I don't feel sad. And, uh, He's like, is this how I'm supposed to feel? You know, Chris, he's like, is this how I'm supposed to feel? I'm like, Chris, this is. It's hard to explain, but it's going to be weird, but you're going to be okay with this now. And now you just, you, you feel this, uh, now you can transition. And that's the thing. I try to tell people, I'm not trying to teach veterans how to become artists and how to become songwriters. I'm trying to teach them how to transition their warrior brain to their artist brain so they think about life differently and they could overcome these little obstacles. Like his story was a little obstacle. We've had veterans who, friend died in a pomegranate field and that's a trigger for them if we could use that and repurpose that memory and make that a good thing all of a sudden that's one less trigger he has to become successful so if we could do that baby steps is all about the baby steps well and so on the main stage of the form on leadership you're about to go on and you're going to play another song that as i understand it was you didn't write this this song that you're going to play out there this was some the well i've i wrote it i was a part of it yeah so with the with the program right now it's all about peer-to-peer mentorship so when someone like chris comes down I answer the phone, well, I call him and I say, this is what happened to me. I was blown up four times. My buddy was shot and killed. What you go through, they're going to tell me what they've been through because they trust me that I've been through the same situation. So when they touch down in Nashville, I pick them up. I become that battle buddy. So I actually go into the room with them to guide them. So when they can't tell their story, I'll help them tell their story. So I'm right alongside them, writing the music, helping them. And then I'm a good transition between the pro writers and the veteran in the way that we speak and saying, like, this is something we wouldn't say. This is something we would say. So this was our ninth creative at song. And I'd say the first two songs, I was still... I was still learning. I mean, I was a songwriter, but I was still truly learning. But this was a writing session that really put it over the top that I felt like I became a songwriter. So, yes, it's, it's still their song, uh, and we just help guide it. And can you tell us a little bit about this song that you're going to play that you're gonna play here in a little bit? Yeah, so a, um, a corpsman, a Navy corpsman, and a lot of people out there don't know what a corpsman. They know what a medic is. When you hear medic, you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, but corpsman is the Navy's version of Army medic. And uh, so they serve with Marines. So when my buddy was shot and killed, we actually had two corpsmen working on him at the time. Problem is, when they come home, they don't get the parades. Nobody talks about them. They're not like, oh, you're a corpsman. Thank you so much for your service. They're like, oh, you're a corpsman. Cool. I don't know what that is. Uh, and they walk away. And so he's, all he said was, through my experiences um, fighting overseas and helping my buddies out, he's like, the one thing I really want people to know is not just my situation, but every corpsman's situation and every combat medic situation and know that from the moment they get hit, that someone's working on them and then they put them in a chopper and then someone else is working on them and then they get to a hospital and someone else is working on them. There's like, those are all corpsmen, those are all medics, those are all docs. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, the work you've done is incredible and we're, we're so appreciative that you spent some time with us today, both on stage here at the Forum and with us on the podcast. Um, we can't thank you enough thank for you so both much. that and your service. Like, that's a, we haven't even said that yet, that you're, you're an incredible example for other veterans. Thank you. So, we're going to play, we're going to play out with the with You Call Me Doc by... They Perform- Call Me Doc? They Call Me Doc. We're that gonna, too. I'm a, I don't type so good. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll play out to that. And Richard, if you want to learn more about Richard's work, you can go to creativevets at creativevets.org. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Awesome. 
They call me dark, I ain't got no degree. When it hits the fan, they're calling for me. From bluegrass, Kentucky, red blood on my hands. Nobody calls me hero, except for my friends. Well, I woke up from dreams to find out they were real. I can tell you how it looks. I can't tell you how it feels. Yeah, I've seen it all. Watched heroes who fall. Pick them up till they stand tall. I've been in the field. Work down to the bone. Make sure all my buddies get back home. I've shared the smiles, I've shed the tears. Swore they'd make it out of here. When they scream, please make it stop. They call me Doc. They all know my name. Stitched on this chest. Hangs from these chains. You won't read it in the paper. See it on the TV. I don't need no fame. It's fine by me. Yeah, when they're broken, bruised, I know just what I do. My job always starts when their job is through. Yeah, I've seen it all. Watched heroes who fall. Pick them up till they stand tall. I've been in the field, work down to the bone. Make sure all my buddies get back home. I've shared the smiles, I've shed the tears. Swore they'd make it out of here. When they scream, please make it stop. They call me die. They call me die. Now you'll never know the heartache of looking a grown man in the eye when he asks, am I going to make it? And you've got to lie. They call me doc. I ain't got no degree. When it hits the fan, they're calling for me. From bluegrass, Kentucky, red blood on my hands. Nobody calls me hero, except for my friends. They call me Doc. Thank you. Thank you.